0: Begin PodFix network transmission in three, two,
1: one. What is up, plant people? Hey, it is Friday, August 20th, 2021. It's time for a bonus episode of Planthropology. Normally, we talk about some really cool plant people, and they're really cool plant people thinks, But today, I've got something special for you. And we're going to talk to a really cool podcast person. So this is an episode that I've been trying to coordinate for a couple of weeks. And I have played like podcast recording tag with several people. For like a couple of weeks, my life has been crazy. Uh, I may be a little delirious. It's been a long week. I've been in meetings all day. Uh, I was in meetings most of the day yesterday. Recording most of the day yesterday. Uh, and class starts on Monday. And I have 153 students this semester. Y'all pray for me. I y- just, just it's gonna, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. Everything is fine. Um, but after finally finding a time to record. Um, uh, I got the chance to talk to Dave Kiney, who is the head of product and marketing at a great uh, company called Podchaser. So Podchaser, if you don't know, is kind of like the IMDB of podcasts. It's a place where, whether you're a podcast host or a podcast guest, uh, you can have credits for the things that you do in the podcast world. And if you're a podcast listener, you can go see ratings and reviews. You can go find out who is a part of all these different shows. It's interactive. Uh, as Dave will talk about, there's a lot of cool features and a lot of really, really cool features coming up soon, even a couple of exclusives just for anthropology. So uh, Dave and I uh, spoke uh, months ago. Uh, he had posted something on Twitter one day, just saying, Hey, what new features would you like to see on Podchaser? And I gave them a couple of suggestions. And he, he messaged me later and was like, or, or actually commented back on Twitter itself, on the thread itself, saying, Hey, these are cool ideas. I'd like to chat with you. So, you know, normally when a, a, a big, seemingly faceless Twitter account or company um, says something like that, it's like, Oh, okay, whatever. Well, I, I was like, okay, whatever. i'll I'll message. So I messaged Pod Chaser and Dave responded, and we actually talked a couple of days later and and he was serious and he heard out my suggestions and we had a great chat. And so uh, recently when they had posted that they wanted to start getting on, more shows to to kind of spread the good word of Podchaser, I jumped all over that because, again, I am a big fan of Dave and I'm a huge fan of of Podchaser and what they do. So you'll learn a lot more about the service, whether you're a podcaster, a podcast listener, anyone in between, um, throughout this episode. Uh, One thing I will mention, we had some technical difficulties uh, as we recorded this. So Dave's audio is not always as clean through this as I would want it to be. Uh, But I really wanted to get this out because there's some really important content, some really great thoughts on interaction between podcasters and podcast listeners, and how on both ends of that, we can make this whole experience better. So right quick, here's a plug for my stuff. Go check out Planthropology on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Uh, search for Planthropology, look for the bristlecone pine, and that's me. You can find me and whatever was left of my self-respect over on TikTok. TikTok as at the plant prof but i don't want to belabor this much more and i really want to jump into the special bonus episode uh again it's friday happy weekend um with my pod chaser friend dave kiney Well, we are back with a special bonus episode of Planthropology. And uh, my guest today is the head of product and marketing with Podchaser. And we have talked a couple times over the past you know year or so about some different stuff. And uh, I'm on with Dave Kiney. And um, Podchaser, if you've never used it, whether you're a podcaster or a podcast listener, is, is kind of like the best repository of podcast information in my opinion like where you can find reviews and information and and episodes and all of that and uh i pod chaser posted something a couple of weeks ago on on twitter about wanting to get on some different shows and tell the story so i thought it'd be a great opportunity so dave how are you today
0: i'm doing good thank you for having me on this is this is fun i'm glad that we can connect again i know you and i talked a little bit before about just kind of generally you know podcastery things but um, this is a lot of fun. Thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess we'll just kind of jump right in. Um, I want to hear more about you before we really get into the the details of Podchaser and, and some of the other stuff, because, you know, as our listeners of Planthropology are used to, this show is really about the people as much as the subject matter. So uh, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, what did you do in school? Where are you from? All that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, I think one of the reasons why I'm kind of oh. drawn to your podcast in general is i'm actually a undergrad i was a bio major okay. um, so i i like plants i did the the whole botany thing um but i got to the end of school and i was like i don't really want to go work in a lab for the rest of my life so um i ended up getting my mba and moving into the advertising world kind of a big departure there but uh, worked in advertising for a long time as an art director, creative director. And uh, kind of around, I guess it'd be around 2013, 2014 is when it's commuting a lot, like a lot of people listening to podcasts. And around that time, the Gimlet Show startup came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, oh, there is an actual like industry here. Like this could be a business. So what I ended up doing was just, Contacting everybody that I could, um, whether it was listening to the credits and calling up a producer of a show I liked, or using my presence as an advertising person to just send an email to a salesperson, be like, "Hey, uh, how does advertising work?" Um, all that. So I just taught myself podcasting in a sense, and then kind of leveraged that to get our agency up and running with podcast ad sales moved that into content, struck out on my own to do my own content studio. And then I had been talking to the guys at Podchaser for a long time. I had used their service to help grow my own shows. And they had an opening to do uh, their marketing, and they weren't going to pay me or anything. It was kind of a split equity <laughs> thing. But, uh, but I liked them a lot. Not many opportunities come along to to join a really up-and-coming startup, so I jumped at it. About six months later, they came to me and said, hey, you're pretty good at this marketing thing. How would you also like to tackle the product, which is like the website and the roadmap and feature development? And I was like, I don't want to do that. And they're like, okay, uh, you're you're still going to do that. <laughs> so, um, so now I have two jobs. I oversee product and marketing here. And a really easy way to kind of think about that is want to get more people using Podchaser and we think that the best way to do that is to actually make Podchaser good um, oh, and make good. it useful to people. So, um, so yeah, that's going well. Podchaser itself is growing like crazy and we're excited for the future. But,
1: but yeah, that's, ex- that's exciting. And that's uh, like you said, that's not the kind of opportunity that just comes along, you know, every day. So that's, that's cool that you jumped on it and, uh, I know that's probably a lot of work getting started and, you know, especially when they're like, well, you're a volunteer for now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah. I, I, I was, I was lucky because I had my own business when I made the jump over here. Sure. Um, so I was running a content studio and the idea of not making money for myself versus not making money in a startup. Isn't that big of a jump, I guess. I so hear you. It, it wasn't too hard to make that decision. On um, In my point of view, it was, you know, this is an opportunity that I have to jump at. Whereas on my content side, you know, I could potentially pick that up ten years from now.
1: So. Yeah, that's a good point, and I think that's a you know, there's a lot of people out there that on, on the podcaster side too that are like, you know, I'd like to start this, but you know, I think I think a lot of times the first place people's brains go is, how do I make money on this? And it's like, well, it. it in my opinion it's somewhat of a crowded space even though like there's always room for more podcasts right like there's always room for another podcast about whatever because you'll find a niche audience and that's kind of how it works but i mean i think kind of like you were talking about the first thing you got to do is build a good product build a good show build a good platform whatever
0: absolutely Uh-oh. absolutely i think uh if look if you're getting into podcasting to make money um that's perfectly fine. A lot of people do that. You just have to make sure that that is actually what your guiding light is. And right. So if you're looking to make money, you're maybe going to approach it differently than if somebody's looking to, um, you know, build, you know, a sustainable pathway um, to actually like support maybe their current day job or, or anything like that. Or maybe they just want to get their voice out into the world. Um, but yeah, when you said about treating it kind of like a product and all that, We talked about that. I did a talk at podcast movement about that a little bit of like, if you want to treat it as a product, you got to make sure there's a value proposition there, right? Like when somebody hits that play button, in a sense, it's a transaction. They're getting you their time and their attention. And if you don't come through on that, then that's a, that's a lost listener. And whether you're doing it for money or not, the listeners are what separates us out from us talking to ourselves in the closet. so um, <laughs> we, we should always keep an eye towards them, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely agree. And, and I actually have a couple of questions along that here in a little bit. Um, but but real quick, you said that you had started a couple of your own podcasts. So what are, like, are you still doing those? Do you still have your own podcast?
0: No, I dropped it. Uh, so I started a couple podcasts when I was at the agency I was at and those kind of ran their their uh, lifespan, I guess. Um, and when I went onto my own to create my own, I only made two shows. Okay. Um, one specifically was not going to live past seven episodes. It's a miniseries, it's a kids' audio drama adventure Christmas oh, okay. thing. So that was actually an experiment to just see, like, hey, every year I watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Can we do something like that with podcasting? Yeah. And so far, it, like it's not a root-off-the-red-nosed reindeer, but it does come <laughs> back every year, which is nice. That's cool. Um, and then on the other side, I worked on more of a traditional uh, like guest interview talk um, kind of podcast where it was kind of like famous YouTuber talks to famous YouTuber. It went really well. Um, we got around 2 million listens in our first year. Wow. But we also added video to it. We also added a Patreon to it and it actually became its own thing. Hmm. And just at that point it was kind of stretching myself too thin. But um but yeah I still have that hunger for content. Um content making content so much fun.
1: You yeah,
0: get to do everything. It's it's a lot of fun.
1: And it's a little bit addicting, like I have found. Like I, it's you know starting your first podcast is like a gateway drug to starting another podcast. And uh, I'm I'm in this podcast network called Podfix, and they invited me. Oh, I don't know, last fall sometime. And then one of the first things that we did when I started was they do this. Uh, I'm going to say this wrong because I say it wrong every time. Now Pod Pomo. It's oh, like dude. NaNoWriMo where, like, you know, I write every day. They're like, you're going to release podcast content every day. And I was like, oh, crap. I don't want to, like, yeah, that's a lot. And and so I started, like, a side project and just did little, like, five to ten minute micro episodes just about whatever happened to be on my mind that day. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I, I stuck with it for a few weeks after that. And I was like, this, it's too much to do, like my main show Planthropology, and then this other as it was, but I've got it parked there. It's called the plant prof. And like when November comes around, I'm sure they'll want to do it again so I can pick it up and do another 30 episodes.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I I think when, when people are starting new podcasts, that's the most daunting thing. It's just like actually talking into a microphone, recording it getting it out there. And it's like any other muscle or, Um, skill like the more you do it not only do you get better at it but you crave it right yeah if i went running every single day i would probably around 12 o'clock be like "Ah, i want to go running so it's that's awesome i love that that concept of just like hit record every day that's great
1: just see what happens yeah um so let's talk i think let's talk a little bit about pod chaser specifically. Um, You know, and I I don't necessarily know that we need to get super down into the weeds on some of the technical stuff, but like for those of like, for and y'all have like grown a ton, I feel like in the past couple of years. And, you know, even just since I've become aware of it, it's gotten so much bigger and your reach has gotten so much bigger, but can y'all tell us, can you tell us just a little bit for those that don't know, like what is pod chaser? How does it work? And like, what's the point? Yeah. The
0: what is Podchaser question is one we constantly struggle with. Um, Podchaser is a very large company without really trying to be a large company. So what we are is basically a database that um, has a social media kind of overlay to it. And everything we do is trying to be a discovery platform. So... When you go to podchaser.com, it works very similar to like IMDB mm-hmm. uh, or Goodreads or something like that. And you can come on there and you can do, you can see what your friends are listening to. You can rate and review podcasts and episodes. You can create shareable lists, list. And then all of, since we're a database, all of the information around a podcast is added to the website itself. So we have credits. We have over 12 million host, guest, producer credits. Um, We have a whole bunch of tags and people can come on and they can crowdsource that and it all goes through our moderation um, so that people can basically um, make Podchaser smarter and a better discovery mechanism for their friends. Now, that is a very hard concept to kind of distill down mm-hmm. um, because it is very kind of feature heavy, all of that. I would say what we're trying to do really is take like the fire hose of data and recommendations and all that and turn it into a drinking fountain mm-hmm. so that it's really easy to find podcasts that you might be interested in. It's very easy to interact with podcasts that you like and really just kind of being a podcast first platform,
1: if that makes sense. Sure. Oh yeah. And like, you're right though, that there is a, a, like a fire hose or an ocean of information out there. And, you know, I think last number I saw is there's over 2 million podcasts now. Like <laughs> that's a lot of voices. Right. And, you know, that's, that's at different levels of activity and, and all, all of that. And I think that's globally kind of, it gets complicated in a, in a hurry. Uh, and, you know, you're on Twitter a lot too, I'm sure. And like the, one of the scariest like phrases you can put on Twitter is podcast recommendations. Like I need podcasts because every, okay. I I don't want to step on anyone's toes saying this, but like under any one of those recommendations, it's like a thousand links of, Oh, you should listen to my podcast. You should listen to my podcast. And I get it. Like I get the impulse. I've done it too. Like, Oh, I'm obviously, you need to listen to me like out of all this noise. So I think, the fact that podchaser can drill some of that down and be like okay yes you're looking for podcast recommendations maybe instead of just like throwing it out there to the internet which is always a scary <laughs> proposition like oh here's a place you can go and search by category search by keywords search by all these things and and find some curated content that is maybe less daunting
0: absolutely so one one of like the like I guess you would call it like a core value or something like that. To Podchaser Chaser is everything needs to be sustainable. But so when it comes to like our growth as a company, like we don't want to just go throw a bunch of money into ads and boost it up. We want like sustainable growth. Um, when we make our data pipelines, we want them to be sustainable so that when we add new features in the future, it doesn't break. Um, all of that is kind of how we look at it. And when it comes to creating tools for podcasters and to like really hone in on that uh, discovery problem. We want it to be a sustainable growth platform for podcasters. Right. And so with social media, um, I get it. We're on social media. You need to be on social media if you're out there today. Uh, But understanding that social media, a lot of the times, especially when you're first seeing out is a, 20 minutes after you post, nobody's going to see it again. Right. It has a very, very, very short half-life. So what we try to do is to take the things around a podcast, things like credits, things like people leaving ratings or reviews, and almost like set it in stone so that people can come back to it and and find it again. And one of the really unique things about us is because we're not an app that locks things Behind a user law mm-hmm. or a user wall, or um, or a specific device or anything, um, what we do is it's all a website, and so it's all going to show up in a Google search result. And if, if I'm a podcaster out there and I want to grow my show, whether it's for monetization or just because I want an audience, um, the way to think about PodChaser really is as an organic search growth mechanism so if you come on there you add your information about your guests add information about your podcast add yourself to different categories create lists that you think your uh, audience would be interested in such as like the top 10 plant podcasts um, or anthropology podcasts or, or any of that um, it's just going to go into google and it's going to go to the top and you're going to get constant traffic every single day rather than oh my God, I haven't tweeted yet. I have to tweet and oh, yay, two people liked it. Yeah, it, It really allows for that kind of sustainable
1: growth. You know, that's such an interesting point too, because we as podcasters are creating evergreen content, right? It's not like a radio show where you listen or either it's gone. It's evergreen content. But then we market it in a completely different way, right? Like you were saying on social media, you tweet, Okay, yeah, it gets attention for a little bit, and then it's gone. So we don't, uh, th- this is actually a great evergreen marketing strategy. And it, it matches maybe better with the platform than social media does.
0: Yeah, I, and to be clear, social media is still a huge part of this. And I think sure, uh, yeah. community building is big. But yeah, it's uh, like, look, I want to go live on a beach like, and have my podcast continue to grow without me Um, And the only way to do that is to kind of play the game of um, search engine optimization Mm -hmm. um, and creating these streams of new listeners that are going to come and hit play for the first time. And then a certain percentage of those maybe sticks around for three episodes and becomes a subscriber. So um, where we need to like, as podcasters and everything think about growing our shows is just, you know, how do I make this to where I can do something today that's going to get me five listeners every week for the rest of time? And that's what I did with pod chaser before I got here. Um, and it's still working. So I mentioned I had a Christmas podcast, right? It was an audio drama, Chris, Christmas podcast comes around every year. Yeah. Um, what, I did is I went on to Podchaser and I made a list of the best Christmas podcasts. But my number one, I checked out all the others, made sure they were good, added um, them into my list and put a nice description, cool uh, SEO friendly title,
1: mm-hmm.
0: published that. And in about like three to four weeks, it was in the top three results on Google. Wow. Um, so... People just kind of kept finding it, kept finding it. But the real secret weapon to all of this is that there are so many blogs out there, publications, that their entire content strategy is basically to just go find a keyword. Hmm. And, hey, John, you're going to go write about this keyword. And a lot of times that comes up to topic podcasts. They want to hit that keyword. So they might... Look at, you know, Christmas podcasts, baseball podcasts, or they may look at, you know, educational podcasts. And these people are good writers, but they're not necessarily familiar with everything in podcasting. Mm -hmm. So they just, their first move is to go Google Christmas podcasts. They find my list on there. They copy my list. They put it onto their own thing all of a sudden I go from being on a pod chaser list near the top of Google to where now our podcast without putting out a new episode or doing any kind of marketing is now in like 13 different lists when you wow. search for best Christmas podcast. And that's how we get every year. Now we get sustainable new traffic to our site. Um, that kind of just is fun. Like I'm not monetizing it, but it's fun. Yeah. But, um, but even, Outside of like the Christmas season, we still get like thousands of listens every month just because we're at the top of those. So you can use Podchaser as a way to kind of generate that sustainable growth or that sustainable traffic that's just going to help you like go out and live on a beach for a while or feel like you don't have to tweet every second of the day.
1: You know, and that's that's really such a useful thing. And I, you know, I'm just thinking about my my own podcast as as you're talking about this. And I've got a couple of lists on PodChaser, and that's something that I want to like. I, I use it quite a bit, like for searching and, and looking and connecting with people. But one thing that I want to start doing more of is actually like purposefully and and in a directed sort of way reviewing podcasts and like putting more of my thoughts and content into it, building more lists and those kinds of things. But search engine optimization, when you like, when you say those words to someone, if they've never heard it, it seems like just this big, I have no, no idea how to do this. And it, it is, it can be daunting for sure. Uh, but the fact that you can do it all within the same platform, just by building a good list, just by taking a couple of hours to write good descriptions and like, Google, like looking up Google keywords and uh, search terms and all that, it's it's really really important.
0: Absolutely, and it, it's like SEO, search engine optimization, is daunting. Like it's huge. I, yeah, it, it's part of my job that I could probably spend you know twenty eight hours a day working on it. <laughs> uh, Add in a couple hours, uh, but. Like what podcasters need to know about this is less about like backlink building and all this stuff. It's just think about what somebody who would be a listener of your podcast but just doesn't know you exist yet. What would they be searching? Hmm. So um, you know, I have Christmas podcasts, but it's also podcasts for kids. So maybe somebody's going to be searching, you know, children's podcasts or kids podcasts or. Um, audio drama adventure podcast all that is is a good way to come up with your keywords as well and then and you just put into the line like make sure you have that phrase and it can be the best of these it could be 10 top christmas podcasts anything like that and then um does a lot of work for you so we have like they call it domain authority basically we're trusted by google Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's why our lists do really well. Like we rank number one or top five for thousands of different lists. Um, yeah. So you could uh, kind of come on there and just treat it as, okay, I know I have a good show and I know this is the type of person that's going to be looking for it. And this is how they would be searching for that. What what are the things they would be searching for? And then you can make lists and kind of back into it that way. Um, you don't have to go super in depth into all of it. Um, but
1: yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, kind of kind of switching gears just a little bit. We've been talking about on the podcaster end, like how to use Podchaser. And I think that you've given some great tips on you know, different ways to engage with the platform and do different things. So, for those of like so those of my listeners that are just that listeners, they're not creating their own podcast, how how should they be viewing and using Podchaser in your opinion?
0: Yeah. Podchaser is an excellent, and this is biased, an excellent platform <laughs> for, for listeners. And the reason be- is because, um, we allow you to find new podcasts based on what you listen to. Right. Um, so there's a couple different ways to use it. One is you can go on there and you can follow people who you're friends with. You can follow tastemakers. You know, if there's a critic that you really like and they leave reviews, you can, um, find new podcasts that way. You can also go on there. We have like a strong search feature categories, all of that stuff to find the podcast that you're looking for. But, um, but in general, it's going to surface more opportunities to find new podcasts and what's out there. On the other side is we, we've actually talked to a lot of listeners who are interested in almost becoming tastemakers. Hmm. So being able to go on there and leave ratings and reviews, that other people are going to see, they're going to like it. They're going to, you know, give it a little heart, and you're able to um, kind of build up your own following as almost like a like a Roger Ebert of podcasting. Yeah, and so that's that's a handy thing. I would say, you know, the most handy thing that I have found is we have a feature called bookmarking, which is as you go through the site. You just have this little bookmark icon next to every episode. And you can just quickly hit that uh, bookmark button, and that's going to save it to your quote unquote bookmarks. And we allow you to export your bookmarks to an RSS feed and load it into whatever app you're using, whether it's Pocket Cast or Podcast Guru or even Apple Podcasts, lets you do this. Hmm. And then every time you go around the site, if you see something that's interesting, like, oh, that looks like a good in- good episode, or, ooh, they just released a new episode of this that I really want to check out, you just hit that bookmark button, it shows up in your app.
1: No, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, so it's like Pocket or Instapaper for podcasts. And that that is the single most like game-changing thing for me as a listener. is That's, that's just how I listen to things because you get on Podchaser and you see new stuff or maybe your friend rated something. You're like, I want to check that out. Maybe I don't want to subscribe yet, but I want to check it out. Mm -hmm. Hit that button and it it shows up automatically. Um, But yeah, like use it to discover podcasts, use it to interact with podcasts. And then if you want to be a tastemaker, we're, we're kind of doubling down on that. And there's going to be some cool stuff that comes out Mm -hmm. of that.
1: That's awesome. And that is such a useful feature. The, the bookmarking thing, because like I'll see a podcast pop up on like Twitter or whatever, and someone will share a new episode. It gets you know someone likes it or whatever, and it pops up. Right? That's how it. That's how the how that algorithms design work. But then, like sometimes the link that gets shared is like to a website or to a player that I don't have. Like I'm one of these these weird Android users, and mm-hmm. so like if if someone shares a uh, like an Apple Podcast link it's not useful to me. Like I can't, I can't use that very well, or I have to go through an extra step and go and copy the link and go to my player. So the fact that like I've started in general, uh, when I share a new episode, I will generally share a PodChaser link because that is a great way for people to like import it into whatever app they're using or listen to it on the platform. And I've seen like my listen numbers actually from pod start to go up a little bit. People are actually listening on the platform itself, which I think is really interesting.
0: Yeah, we get uh, close to like half a million people listening to podcasts every month on our service. Um, And like you said, because we're not an app that is locked away, people can come on and they can listen to it. They don't have to log in. They don't have to log in to see any kind of like ratings and reviews. Um, And then every episode page has an open in the app of your choice button. So it is a good place to just kind of treat as an agnostic uh, app that you can, or service that you can use to share podcasts.
1: Well, and I think another cool feature, so I'm looking at, at your profile right now, which I don't know if that's creepy or not as we talk, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but, like, there's a lot of cool stuff on here. So, like, you can see how many followers you have, you can see who you're following. So, like if mm-hmm. like you say, if you find a, a, a reviewer, creator, whatever that you like, you can go and say, oh, okay, what does this guy listen to, you know, and go through that. But also, there's, like, stats, right? So, you've got 756 ratings, which puts you at number 17, and 231 reviews so like people love a game right people like to win and see themselves on a list and and like highly ranked and all that so that's another i think really cool i feel like
0: i feel like you're reading my mind a little bit or maybe we talked about this before we may have but um yeah like we are at the 99 percent mark right now with releasing kind of two big updates to all this so one is um on our creator profiles which is kind of what we all our credits. Um, it's like your public face that would have all of your credits of things you've done. Um, we're going to be adding stats there to where you can not only see like how many followers somebody has, but how many credits they have and then also how many guest credits oh, that's they have, cool. which is a nice kind of change there because we have a lot of people who use Podchaser. as like almost like their are LinkedIn for mm-hmm. guest appearances where it's like, hey, I want to be on your show. Check these out. This is what I've done. Um, so that's going to help kind of, you know, make those stats a little bit more Um, apparent. But then also on the other side with uh, the stats on the user pages and leaving reviews and uh, ratings and all that, uh, we're going to be releasing what's called, I guess this is an exclusive. Um, (laughs) So we're going to be releasing what's called like super reviewers, which is you get to a certain threshold of reviews that you've left on the site and you're going to be a super reviewer. And so you'll have like a badge that follows you around the site. You're going to have Uh, prominent placing on different um, parts of the website so when people look for people to follow they know that these people are you know tastemakers They're people who review a lot of podcasts Um, maybe there's somebody who I need to pay attention to and we're going to be doing a bunch of more stuff like that moving up our stats to make them a little bit more prominent so that you know even if you know you're following your friends, you may find other people whose tastes you align with that you can follow as well to see what they're listening to that. So, so there is a lot of cool stuff that's coming out.
1: I, you got the exclusive. No, that's, that's exciting. I'm, I'm really pretty pumped about that. Cause again, I, any way that you can engage more, like I think any way that like, I don't know if things can be more interactive. I think that is always useful. And that's always like, uh, a a thing that we should be kind of striving towards. I think that's awesome. Uh,
0: Look, uh, like from our top, top like business goals, what we want to do is combine the kind of intrinsic data. So like the numbers, the categories, all that stuff with the human side of things. So, uh, you know, there's no algorithm in the world that's going to tell you if something's five stars or two stars. Um, So we're trying to to kind of marry those worlds. And one of the things that we really believe in is that um, the power of a human recommendation to others is going to outweigh any kind of, you know, algorithm or any kind of, um, you know, hey, we think you might like this is a lot different than, hey, my friend Jim, you know, said I would like this. So we really want to give that power to the users. And let them determine what's popular rather than us kind of trying to curate it or come up with some kind of you know one size fits all
1: situation well and that that actually leads me into a, another another point i uh, i okay. wanted to kind of get to um and and you mentioned ratings and different ratings and all that so i actually just today and it's funny that this happened today got my first two star uh rating for my podcast and Congrats! <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I feel like I've made it now. I'm a real I'm a real podcaster now, uh, and one of the features that I really like about PodChaser, as compared to some of the other, um, you know, review platforms that are popular, whatever, uh, <laughs> is it's easy to like respond to things, right? So, and I and what I found actually reading through reviews on a different a lot of different shows. Um, is that a lot of the comments that get left, especially sometimes with these lower ratings, are more constructive? I think on some other platforms, mm-hmm. you you'll get a one star rating that just says like, "Yeah, you suck" or whatever, you know. And on this, like, I the, this person that left me a rating actually left me a reason. Like a, like a fairly well thought out reason that they, they gave me two stars. And I was able to respond and, and try to address some of those concerns and just say, hey, no, I get it. Like, you know, the, the format doesn't match with you. Here are a few episodes from my catalog that might fit what you're looking for a little bit later. Because essentially they said, you know, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z and I didn't find it in the episodes I listened to. So it's easy for me to go back and say, okay, no, I get that. Here's uh, uh, some other things you might like. And if not, uh, thanks for the time, right? Thanks for your time. Yeah,
0: that, that's awesome. That's a good use of the reply feature. And look, like, nobody likes a two-star review. No. Um, but like you said, there there is some stuff that we can learn. Like, there's there's a big, I guess, like, divergence of thought between, like, don't read the comments and read the comments. <laughs> um, I, I worked with uh, a YouTuber named Kevin Lieber. He has, like, um, millions of subscribers and he doesn't need to read the comments, but he does because he finds that there can be a grain of truth in there. Sure. Um, a lot of times it's just like, Hey, I don't like your hat, but, <laughs> uh, but there, there is stuff that we can learn. And so what we want to try to do with like the reply feature is to give you a voice in that, right? Like if this person just, you know, you know, is a, is a hole and they <laughs> want to, uh, you know, crap on your podcast. And that's one thing. If they have something to say, we want to give you the opportunity to set the record straight or to just, you know, let them know that there's a human being on the other side. Um, but yeah, like it, in this isn't going to be something that podcasters like, but in general, we kind of want to incentivize non five star reviews because um, there's a lot more interesting things in there i think one of the issues that we're trying to handle is how do you get over the like uberfication of a five-star review system which is if you leave anybody less than five stars on uber it's almost like an affront um, and a lot of podcasts people who listen to podcasts kind of treat it the same way so what we're looking to do is i don't think we're going to change people's the way that they interact with anybody or anything but what we can do is do some fancy math, um, that I don't understand. <laughs> and, um, uh, I think it's called like Bayesian or something, maybe, you know, um, to where if somebody leaves five-star ratings, maybe their five-star rating, you know, counts in a different way than somebody who always leaves two-star ratings. And this time they left a five-star rating. Right. Um, so we, we are trying to figure out how to incentivize but also bring some clarity so that not everything is five stars on our site you know that's probably not good as a podcaster we all want our five stars but um, but we're trying to to make it a little bit more useful
1: well, you know what i actually love that because you know i being a nerdy you know professor guy uh I, I think that's some really complicated statistics in a lot of ways and I'm, i can't imagine trying to like code that but yeah. it's really useful because like so this is an aside, but part of my dissertation um, was uh, in survey responses. And there is an inherent bias in, in survey responses all the time, right? Like when Mm -hmm. you go and you take those Likert scale surveys that are like, you know, strongly disagree to agree, people tend towards the five star, you know, they tend towards the positive, uh, especially because, that's the way we frame it a lot of times. And like if you listen to podcasts, uh podcasters would go, oh, leave me a five-star review, you know? And that that's I get that. I do that too. You know, it's I, I get it. Um, but if there was a way to weight it, so based on past uh, you know, past performance or past activity, yeah, maybe you're you score more points getting a five-star review from someone who averages a three-star review or whatever. That's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I think also, um, we'll probably be rolling out things like, you know, if you get your first two star review, like that's a badge of honor. You should, you should kind of be, uh, rewarded for that because that (laughs) means, you know, people actually care, which is awesome. Um, and then, uh, I think one of the things that we're currently debating is do we stay with five stars or do we move to a 10 star system or 10 System. Um, it's five stars is the de facto for podcasting. You know, it's been around, it comes from Apple podcasts. Um, other services that have, um, reviews on maybe like their specific app, um, do it as well. But there, there is definitely something where you look at a movie on IMDB, like the best movies I think are rated like 8.7 out of 10. Mm mm-hmm. um, a really good movie would be eight out of 10. But if you looked at a four, four out of five star review, it's, it's almost like we focus on that one star difference instead of, hey, this is 80%. That's pretty good. Yeah. So we, we are looking to change it. And I'd be curious to know like what your audience thinks if they want to let us know, like, oh, no, keep five stars or um, you know, let's, let's go to 10s.
1: Yeah that that'd be interesting to hear. So if you're listening to this and you want to connect on on social media and let us know or send an email whatever I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too. I personally like the the 10 the 10 based system or whatever, the, you know, the 10 rating system cuz you get more resolution, right? Like you get it's better data.
0: Uh, what I don't know and this is the grand scheme and we're just not set up currently to test this is would Everyone just rate things 10 stars or 10 out of 10. Like, what, would would we just carry over the 5 out of 5 into that? Or would we be more nuanced? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, what the 10 basically is, it's half stars. But for some reason, there's just a psychological difference between yeah. getting a half star versus getting a 9 and seven an
1: 8. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and, I don't, you know, that's hard to answer. You know, again, uh, IMDB does it well. You get pretty good data on that. Uh, you know, rotten tomatoes kind of went a slightly different way with the way they process their data, but it, but it's similar in some ways, right? It's on a percentage scale. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, well, it's interesting on like, and, you know, this is not about rotten tomatoes, but you get two different things you get an audience score plus like a critic score. And that's a very interesting dynamic that that brings in. That's, that's a whole other conversation probably.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: but so I don't want to, you know, take up your whole day. I really appreciate your thoughts because, I, you know, as a podcaster and as a podcast, I'm a consumer, too. And I think most of us are uh, mm-hmm. where I listen to a ton of shows. And, you know, if I look through my podcatcher, I probably subscribe to like 100 shows, uh, which is overwhelming <laughs> in some ways. Um, but like so do you have are, you know, we've talked a lot about. Directions that y'all are going and things that y'all are doing. Is there anything else that maybe we didn't cover that you'd like the listeners to kind of know about?
0: Uh, I think in general, what we're trying to do is you, you've probably heard how hard it is to describe what Podchaser mm-hmm. is. Um, we also have a situation currently on our site, which is that there's a lot you can do on Podchaser. Um, and if you want to go find the top podcast hosted by, um, Libsyn and released in 2016. Like, you can go find all of that, right? So, what we're trying to do is maybe make it a little bit easier for people to use the website, to use um, the different filters, to just in general see everything. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to just kind of have people, you know, come try it out and, Make sure that they come back because we're uh, releasing new things all the time, and we're trying to make things a lot uh, easier to use and I think we're at a good point right now to where you know we have I think it's over like two million people every month come to our site um, wow. so we're and we're growing really um, steadily every month. Um, but we're still you know in the grand scheme of things, we're not the biggest in the world, so I'd love to just kind of. Um, have people along for the ride and then our door is always open if you have any kind of feature requests or if you'd love to see like oh man like I'd love to see 10 out of 10 ratings instead of um, five stars or you know it'd be really cool is if we had you know if the bookmarking worked on this page versus on this page Um, so yeah I think in general we've got a lot that's coming out but the takeaway is that we're really dedicated to building what's going to matter to a listener. And I'd love to kind of bring them along for the ride on
1: that. That's awesome. Um, so what I what I normally do on my you know regular episodes, and I don't see a reason not to do it now, uh, at the end of the episode is I like to throw a question at my guests and ask, if you had a piece of advice for the listener and it can be honestly about anything, it could be like, you know, don't eat gas station sushi. I don't care. Um, like, what would that be? What would you like, you know, if there's one takeaway or if there's one thing that you would like the, however many people listen to this to, to kind of keep with them, what would that be? Hmm. Easy questions. That's right?
0: a really good <laughs> question. Um, if I had the opportunity to tell everybody here what I think they should do, <laughs> <laughs> um, beyond go sign up for Podchaser free, I would say, in general, like we're talking about podcasting, let's not stray from that. Um, it's important to remember that podcasting is a human medium. Um, it's really easy to turn it into, you know, it's, you know, I just turn on the radio and it's listening or. Um, you know, I didn't like this, screw that person. Like, There's a human being behind every single microphone. And if we kind of take that approach, I think we realize that a lot of these people are putting out podcasts for free out of the goodness of their heart. Maybe they have dreams and aspirations and maybe they want to monetize or maybe they are monetizing. But there is a human being out there who is giving you content for free for the most part. And take an opportunity to just let them know. That you're listening. Let them know you appreciate what they're doing. Um, it can be in the form of a review, but it can also just be like, "Hey, shoot somebody an email." Everybody's uh, podcast out there has an email address associated with it. They almost always have um, websites. They even have social media. Just shoot them a line like that. That can go a long way to just helping somebody feel like you know, people out there listening, and that you know they're they're going to keep going. So. There's always a person here. Remember that. Be kind and let them know you're listening.
1: Very cool. Yes. And I, I 100% agree with all of that. That's awesome. Um, so, Dave, where all can people find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on Podchaser. <laughs> um, my username on Podchaser, um, if you just search my name, which I'm sure you'll put in like the show notes or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but my username is just at my last name on there. You can go find I'm listening to lists, I'm making all that on social media. I tweet more than anything, but I still tweet very far and in between. Mm-hmm. At hey hey Kanye, which um, again you can find it. But really, my outlet is Pod Chaser. Okay. We're at Pod Chaser everywhere. Um, we ask silly questions. We post the ramblings of a madman. <laughs> um, so u- usually Twitter is where people find us if they want the maximum weird of pod chaser. But um but yeah like podchaser.com and then at podchaser
1: and then if you really want to find me I'm on both the both the, uh, social media and on Podchaser. Cool. Well not yeah I'll post links to all that in the show notes <laughs> and uh uh is a good follow on Twitter by the way. It's fun. And it's they I will say one last thing because I like I like to brag on y'all because I really like this this podcast or this uh platform. Um and like, again, they are real people on like it, it's weird because it's like from Podchaser, but they it's like almost like you can tell there's a real human behind it. Right. Because it's not just like, here's a link to this. Here's a link to this. It's like, I don't know what what type of deli meat goes best with podcasts or whatever. And uh, it, I'm stealing that. That's that's a good one. Oh. What type of
0: deli meat goes best with podcasts?
1: <laughs> if that gets more than 50 likes,
0: I'll, I'll send you something.
1: Rad, <laughs> I, I dig it. Right. Uh, yeah,
0: and also um, I'm sitting here. I don't know why I have never done this on the podcast. Ever. So you can you can leave ratings and reviews for podcasts and individual episodes. If you're listening to this, go make my guest appearance like the number one rated episode of Plant Propology. I would love that. Yo, that would be great. Something we would shout from the rooftops, <laughs> like haha, Look at you guys!" and we get to take that back to our team and be like, "I'm so influential."
1: I dig so, it. Yeah. No, let's, let's let Dave win in the office. I think <laughs> I think that's great. Well, man, I, I, you know, I always enjoy talking with you. It's, uh, you've got, you're a wealth of information and just, just a cool guy. So I've, I've really enjoyed it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, man. This has been a lot of fun. Let's do it again. sometime
1: Sounds great. Well, to all of y'all listening, thanks for doing so. And, uh, go leave a nice and or honest review for a podcast that you listen to. And, uh, Keep being cool and I will talk to you soon.